doing, ladies, and being a gift to the world? One person, again, is excited. <laughs> That's what we've been talking about here at Chick Connection. How are you doing with your simple acts of kindness? All right. Well, I've got a great opportunity for you where you can really be a gift to others. Did you know that we have a connect group that goes out to convalescent homes and ministers to those at the country villas in Murrieta? It's at the corner of Monroe and Jackson, and Penny leads that convalescent outreach. Wave your hand really high so they can see you, Penny. And so what they've been doing, they go every other Thursday evening and to entice the people out of their rooms they play bingo and so they have a really fun time playing bingo together but then after they play bingo they have an opportunity to talk to the people one-on-one pray for them and really minister to them god's been doing some really awesome things there and so i thought gosh maybe a lot of you don't know about that so we wanted to share that with you this morning if you'd like to be part of that that would be awesome i know penny would love to have you going out with them and they are meeting in november they'll be going on november 10th but then in december they're going on the first and the 15th and on the 15th we're going to do a little christmas party for them it's going to be awesome so if you would like to be part of that there's a sign up sheet over at the connection center you can sign up and you'll be contacted with all the info okay so we just wanted to let you know about one other way that you can be a gift to others here in our community all right well let's pray this morning father we're just grateful for your presence here with us And Father, as we open your word this morning, God, I just ask that you would speak to each and every one of us. Father, right now, we just lay aside distractions. We lay aside the cares of life, the things on our to-do list for later today. God, we just lay it all aside right now, and we fix our focus on you. And Father, I'm asking that you would speak to each and every one of us what we need to hear from you. Give us ears and hearts to hear and receive what you're saying, Father, that we may become more and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are continuing on our series this morning, You Are a Gift to the World. And for those of you who may just be joining us for the first time, I'm just going to take a minute, do a quick little recap to catch you up to speed. See, we've been saying that God wants to use us. That's what the word says. God wants to use every single one of us. And he's created us to be a gift to the world. And that's not an arrogant thought. That's actually a very humbling thought to think that the God of this universe would want to use us to flood through to make a difference in others' lives. And so we've been likening ourselves to a gift in this series. So we have this little illustration of a gift up here. And we've been saying we need to think of ourselves as gifts. And when we want to give a gift to someone, what do we do? We go and we purchase something to give them. Well, we have been purchased with the highest price ever imaginable. We have been purchased with the death of Jesus Christ. He purchased us to be a gift to others. You are the most valuable, the most expensive gift ever because you've been purchased with the highest price and just like when we buy a gift we purchase it and then we bring it home and we pack it we get it all packed into a gift box 
In the same way, God has packed us with his fullness. He's put his fullness, all that he is, within us. So we've talked about the different characteristics of his nature that he's put within us. Strength, forgiveness, gentleness, humility, steadfastness, security, unity, courage, endurance, on and on. All that he is, he's packed down inside of us. But sometimes along the journey of life, we pick up other things and pack them down inside the gift box of our life. Things that shouldn't really be there, like hurt and worry and blame and unhappiness and confusion. Things that we need to recognize are in there so that we can, once and for all, get rid of them and refuse to let those things settle down within the gift box of our life. So we spent a couple weeks doing some quality control, examining the contents of our lives. And then once that gift gets packed inside that box, what do we do? We wrap the gift, right? And so last week we talked about how are we wrapped. And we talked about four different types of wrapping that we as women can be tempted to put on. And we talked about the supermodel wrap, the Wonder Woman wrap, the Got It All Together wrap, the Let It All Hang Out wrap. So if you missed last week, you can listen to the message online or pick up the CD to see what those are all about. But you know, God created us to be a gift, a gift that reflects him, that radiates his nature through us to others. So we learned last week that it's not about any of this exterior stuff. We don't need that. It's about this nature of God within us radiating through us. And we don't need an external wrap. We need what's on the inside, the nature of God to flood through us, to shine and radiate through us. And that is the greatest wrapping of all. That's the image and likeness of God. We have been given the greatest wrapping of all. He created us in his image and in his likeness to show that forth to everyone that we come in contact with. So once we wrap that gift, then what do we do with it? Give it away. Thank you very much. Somebody knows what to do with a gift once she wraps it. Maybe the rest of you decide to keep it. I don't know. (laughs) We give it away. And when we're going to give a gift to someone, we usually give at least a little bit of thought to how and when we're going to give it to them, don't we? Are we going to drop it off at their house? Are we going to take them to lunch? Are we going to throw them a party? We at least put a little bit of thought usually into how and and when we're going to give that gift to them. But remember, we've been created as gifts to others. So today's question is how are you given? How do you give yourself to others? You see, before God purchased you, With the blood of Jesus, he had others in mind who your life would impact. He chose to put you on this earth at this time in history in the sphere of influence that you're in, surrounded by the people who surround you, to be a blessing to them, 
to be a vessel for God to flood through onto their lives. He orders our steps. He causes our paths to cross with others so that he can pour through us onto their lives and be a gift to them. Do others in your world realize that you are a gift to them? Would they say you've been presented to them as a gift or as a challenge or as a burden or as a nag or as a high-maintenance friend or wife or as a drain sucking life out of them? Surely no one in this room would have any of those things said about them. But it is good to do a little self-examination and ask ourselves, how would others see us? Do they see us as a gift or do they see us as something else? So I want you to just hold on to that question. Just ponder that question in your heart. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. But right now I want us to think about the life of Jesus. As he lived on this earth, everywhere he went, he was a gift to others. He continually let the supernatural power of God flood through his natural flesh. He lived on this earth 100% man, but yet 100% God as well. He had a flesh and blood body, and he lived very naturally on this earth as we do, but he allowed the supernatural power of God to flood through his life as we should. Think about his life for a moment. Think about some of his encounters. What about the woman at the well? You know, the Bible says Jesus was on a journey. He was going from one place to the other. It was a long journey, and they were thirsty. They were hungry. So he stopped at the well to get some water. The disciples had gone on to get some food. He was thirsty, and a woman came, and he asked her if she could draw him some water. But then he recognized that she had needs, that she needed to be ministered to. And he set his needs aside, forgot for the moment about what he was in need of, how weary he was, how thirsty he was. And he chose instead to minister to this woman, to let the power of God speak through him and make a difference in this woman's life, setting his own desires aside. What about Jairus? You know, here Jesus was once again going from one place to another. He was en route somewhere when Jairus stopped him, fell at his feet and said, please, will you come to my house? My daughter is dying. I need you to come to my house. So Jesus says, of course. He's willing to just drop everything, stop where he was headed to and go with Jairus. But in the process, when he started heading that way, he had what could have seemed like another interruption. There was someone else that needed him along the way, the woman with the issue of blood. But you know, the interesting thing is she didn't ask Jesus for anything. Here he is. He's on his way to a very critical situation with Jairus. Yet, in the midst of that, he didn't have tunnel vision. He was keenly aware of this woman, of her need and of her faith. And he stopped to minister to her. 
Sometimes we get tunnel vision when we're on our way somewhere. But in the midst of that, in the midst of an urgent situation, he stopped to minister to someone else. And then the report came that Jairus' daughter had died. Don't worry, there's no need to come anymore. She's already dead. Did Jesus let that stop him? He could have said, oh, all right, well, let's go on to the next thing. No, he said, "Uh uh-uh. The power of God is within me. I'm not stopping. I'm going, and I'm bringing the life of God to that girl. And that's exactly what he did, and she was raised from the dead. He was a gift to everyone, everywhere he went. And we're created in his image and in his likeness to be that gift. I want us to think for a moment about the time when Jesus became the greatest gift of all the ultimate gift on that cross of Calvary. The gift that purchased us to also become gifts to others. And I want us to, just this morning, quickly learn two lessons from Jesus giving himself as a gift. The first one, I want us to see how did he give himself. Jesus gave himself completely, selflessly, and sacrificially. Did his humanity, did his flesh want to die on that cross of Calvary? No. In Matthew 26, verse 39, it says, He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Of course, it's not what his flesh wanted, but he was willing to lay his life down for humanity. And you know, Jesus' ministry on earth really had just been going for barely three years, right? And so he could have seen that as such an interruption and said, no, I'm just getting started here. I'm just going here. This is awesome. Miracles are happening. We're going forward. No, no, that's going to stop everything. But it wasn't an interruption in his ministry. Or you could call it, a divine interruption. So much more fruit came out of Jesus giving his life for us so that now we are all gifts to others that we encounter, letting God flood through us. Does our flesh want the interruptions that come in our day? Does your flesh like being interrupted when you are on a mission, when you are in the middle of doing something? Does your flesh like to be interrupted when you've got your schedule and your agenda all planned out and you're on a tight time frame? So often we can get really irritated with interruptions, but maybe we should stop and realize that they just might be divine interruptions. Someone who needs help. Someone who's going through a hard time and needs someone to talk to. Are we willing to lay down our schedule? to lay down our agenda and be a gift to others, taking time for them. How many times do we brush past opportunities because we're so preoccupied with our own agenda? Jesus laid down his life. I think sometimes we need to give ourselves a good reminder that it's okay to lay down our schedule, our agenda, to take time for someone else. I love this verse in Proverbs 16. 
It's verse 33, and in the Amplified Bible, it reads like this. It says, the lot is cast into the lap, but the decision is holy of the Lord. Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by him. I love that. So many times we can have an interruption, think, where in the world did this come from? It may be ordered by him. It may be a divine interruption that we need to lay down whatever else we have going to focus on that. You know, I know for Gary and I, lately here, our schedule has been absolutely insane, more than jam-packed, seven days a week. It's been a little bit crazy. And you know what? In the midst of the, the heightened busyness, there seem to be more so-called interruptions than ever. <laughs> Funny how that works. Some days it's like, ah, could one more thing happen? But you know what? Some of those so-called interruptions are actually things where people around us are going through really hard times, really tragic times, unexpected tragedies occurring. And those things, they're not interruptions. They're an honor. It becomes such an honor to walk through something with someone, to be by their side, to hold their hand. And those are the things that bring such fulfillment and just richness to life and put all the busyness and all the scheduled things in perspective. We need to not be irritated by the interruptions, but allow our heart to expand, to embrace them. And they have a way of putting everything else in right perspective. Jesus gave himself selflessly. Sometimes we give ourselves, but we give ourselves with a little bit of selfish motives to make others think that we're great, to make others think that we know all the answers. Sometimes our interactions with others are all about telling them about us and our experiences and our stories and our knowledge. You know what? I think this should be our goal, that when we have interaction with other people, they should leave our presence feeling like they are so special, not feeling like we are so special. I think that should be our goal. Whenever we have an encounter with another person, it is an opportunity to be a gift. So in those encounters, think about it. Think about what is coming out of your mouth. What is coming across by your expression and your demeanor? Do we arrive places ready to be a gift or ready to fall apart and tell everyone how difficult life is? Do we readily embrace interruptions in our lives and sacrifice our plans to take time for others? Do we give ourselves selflessly and sacrificially as Jesus did? The second thing I want us to learn about how Jesus gave himself is the timing. When? When did Jesus give himself as that ultimate gift? Do you realize? It was in the midst of the greatest challenge of his earthly life. In the midst of betrayal, 
in the midst of rejection, grief, agony, abuse. Not when everything was perfect and going great. It's easy to be a gift on a terrific day, isn't it? Sure. (laughs) When we don't have a lot scheduled and planned. Sure, that's easy. But what about when we're in the midst of a major challenge in life? In the most tragic circumstances of life, we can still be gifts to others. Even just by the way we walk through that challenge. Even just by letting others see the nature of God in us in the midst of that challenge. Because it is in the challenge that they're going to see what's in us. Whatever's in us is going to radiate through us in that challenge. And I know we all want it to be these things, the nature of God, not the other things that aren't so pretty, right? That's when they show forth, is when we're in the midst of a challenge. Think about this. To those who were surrounding Jesus who just saw the immediate, who just saw what was happening and what was at hand and didn't see with an eternal perspective, the cross to them could have been seen as defeat, as those beating him, those putting him to death won because they couldn't see the bigger picture. Sometimes we don't see the bigger picture. We need to be careful not to be just so focused on the challenge that's at hand. And recognize God sees a bigger picture. And Jesus' death, there was a much bigger picture to that. All of us were attached to that. And even those who were beating him, who had betrayed him, his death was for them as well. Are we willing to be gifts to those who hurt us? To those who betrayed us? To those who've rejected us? We do need to walk in wisdom, of course, but we always need to let the love of God flood through us to be a gift to others. But our human nature so often wants to withdraw in those times, wants to hurt back, wants to lash out, right? But what does the word say? Look at Luke chapter 6 if you've got your Bibles. These are verses we should have underlined, circled in our Bibles. In Luke 6 and verse 27, and again, I'm going to read these from the Amplified. It says, But I say to you who are listening now to me, in order to heed, make it a practice to love your enemies. Treat well. Do good to. Act nobly towards those who detest you and pursue you with hatred. Wow. And then look down at what it says in verse 35. But love your enemies. Be kind to and do good. Doing favors so that someone derives benefit from them. And lend, expecting and hoping for nothing in return, but considering nothing as lost, as despairing of no one. And then your recompense, your reward will be great rich, strong, intense, and abundant. And you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind and charitable and good to the ungrateful and the selfish and wicked. It's easy to be a gift to those who are kind, to those who love us. But what about to those who are ungrateful, to those who are selfish? He tells us to love. 
No matter who we encounter, we can be a gift, letting his love flood through us onto them. Are we presenting ourselves as gifts even in the midst of challenges? And a lot of us are facing major challenges in life these days. There's a lot going on in this world. But even in the midst of challenges, major challenges, we're created to be gifts to others. And even in the midst of minor challenges, we're created to be gifts to others. Think about some of the minor challenges you encounter throughout the day. Are you a gift when things don't go your way? Are you a gift when your husband doesn't respond to you the way you wanted him to respond to you? Are you a gift when your kids are driving you crazy? Are you a gift when you're completely stressed out and overwhelmed? Yeah, that's the one I really need to work on. (laughs) When everything in the house seems to be breaking down, are you a gift then? When circumstances seem unfair, are you a gift to others? Jesus was a gift that was totally selfless, sacrificial, even in the midst of challenges. So I want us to go back to our original question this morning. Do others in your world realize, recognize that you are a gift to them, that you are a gift in their life? Do you present yourself selflessly, sacrificially, even in the midst of challenges? You know what? You can all take a deep breath because we're all a work in progress. (laughs) None of us are perfect. None of us have arrived yet. And I put myself at the front of the line. I have moments where I am a gift to others. And then I have moments where I am a crazy person not being a gift to others. And then I'm a gift to others. And then I'm a crazy person stressed out again. But you know what? When we let this revelation that God's created us to be gifts, when we let our hearts really grab a hold of that, then you know what? We become so much more aware of it. And in those crazy times, we recognize, ah, I'm not being a gift. I need to be a gift. And you know what? When I have those crazy moments, then they bring me back to my knees and say, God, help me. I don't want to be a gift one moment and a crazy person the next moment. I want to be a gift all the time. And I love that he's just such a gentle, wonderful, loving, heavenly father. And he says, okay, come on. We're going to keep working on that. We're all a work in progress. But we need to let our hearts grow with that revelation. We're created to be a gift to others. How are we giving ourselves? and become aware of it, and recognize it in our everyday lives. Let me ask you a couple questions this morning. And this is participation. I need your hands on this, okay? Have you gotten anything out of following Christ? If you have, raise your hand. Okay. Has the love of God made any difference in your life? If it has, raise your hand. Okay. Has being in a community of the Spirit, the other believers, meant anything to you? Does that mean anything to you? Yes. 
Do you consider yourself a person who cares about others? Okay, then listen to this verse in Philippians 2 from the Message Bible in verses 1 through 4. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if love has made, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. My paraphrase on that is, if the love of God is in you, then let it flood out of you to be a gift to everyone you encounter. You know, in 1 John 4, in verse 17, in the Amplified Bible, the end of the verse, it says, As he is, so are we in this world. Jesus came to be a gift to this world. And as he is, so are we. We are gifts to this world. And we need to stop and recognize, how are we giving ourselves? Today, think about it. How are you giving yourself to other ladies that you encounter? How are you giving yourself to your families? To, if you're married, to your husband, if you have children, to your children. How are you giving yourself to people that you encounter at the restaurant when you go to lunch or at the grocery store or if you run errands or wherever you go? How are you giving yourself to others? And I want to challenge you, let's be ladies that give as Jesus gave, selflessly, sacrificially, even when things aren't going the best, we can still be a gift to others. Father, right now, God, I just pray that you just stir our hearts and help us to become more and more aware of how we're giving ourselves to those around us. More aware of how much we're letting you flood through us or not flood through us. And God, help us to grow, to become more like you, the ultimate gift that we continually, consistently would become gifts to everyone we encounter. In Jesus' name, amen.